0: guys what is going on my name is jonathan this is comic book cinema where we bring you the best comic book movie content today i'm joined by three wonderful guests timothy collins take it away
1: i met jonathan on uh show for the m6p we've hooked up together a couple times ever since the rest is history I also forced you to watch the uh, Nick Fury movie with David
0: Hasselhoff, remember that? Don't
1: get me started on that one, man. You're lucky you're all the way over in Oregon still, man. I would have tracked you down for that one.
0: And Mr. Esauk, he has a uh, following on TikTok. He does all the socials, and he just forayed recently into YouTube. What's up, Esauk?
2: How you doing? Having a great day. Happy to be on.
0: And Mr. Danny O'Manny, he's got some very hilarious content on TikTok. Do yourself a favor. Check him out. What's up, Danny?
3: Hey, thanks for having me on. And I think I am going to have to see this Nick Fury movie. I've th- I heard of it. I'm <laughs> going to try to find it on Amazon now. I'm it's sure on how YouTube it for is.
1: free. It's on YouTube for free.
3: Oh, I'm watching. It is. <laughs> I'm watching it. That That's going to be something I'm going to check out. It
0: was a made-for-TV film, and Tim Collins and I, with, with some other guests, might or might not have done a review for it on this channel. So oh, have if you want to check that out after you watch bad. it. it is was uh, bad, man. The movie was almost torture. Let's just leave it at that. Today we are going to discuss the multiverse concept in the current MCU. Is it a bad thing? What does it lead to? Even in the DC universe, I think that they're starting to flirt with that idea a bit. So we're going to discuss all things multiverse today on this episode. I think that it's very fitting that I'll let Mr. Tim Collins start off on the multiverse. Tim, try not to speak about this for more than eight minutes straight, okay? Try to keep it brief. (laughs) All right. I know you have a lot of thoughts, so hit us I with do. your best shot.
1: I do, and they're very passionate thoughts, okay? I want everyone to understand just a couple a couple things can be true at once, okay? I can absolutely hate the concept of the multiverse for a variety of reasons, but I can still enjoy storylines within the multiverse. When I tell you that I still enjoyed some of the storylines that have to do with the multiverse, That's not me contradicting myself, okay? I just want to throw that out there because I I did enjoy No Way Home. I did enjoy Multiverse of Madness. There's, you know, a lot of that stuff. That being said, the, the multiverse itself has always kind of been a concept to me that does a variety of things that i don't like and that's kind of why it's not my favorite i would prefer just one linear story with a beginning and an end and then do hard reboots i would prefer a dozen of those to just doing the multiverse over and over and over again Because what what the multiverse kind of gives you is it kind of gives you that feeling that we're just not letting it go. We're going to keep this storyline going cyclical. It's like the old soap operas where they kill the guy off, but then the guy comes back as his evil twin brother. And all that kind of stuff is kind of what they end up doing with the multiverse. The stories get so convoluted. They get so confusing. They're so hard to follow. You can't really figure out who's supposed to be where. And that's kind of by design. And then the other thing that they do with it is it just makes for lazy writing. And they kind of end up saying, well, we can just explain all of this via multiverse if there are inconsistencies, which I don't like. Okay, I don't like when they just say, oh, well, what ended up happening in the MCU, for example, is they started coming up with all these crazy reasons that didn't make sense for why we hadn't seen characters before. The Deviants told us that we couldn't do anything. And Ms. Marvel for emergencies. Yeah, I don't think
0: that that has anything to do with
1: multiverses. But what I'm saying is the multiverse is going to take those and say now, now the multiverse is going to be able to say, well, these characters weren't here, but it's because they were in a different universe. Okay. So I understand why they're doing it, but that doesn't mean that I have to be a fan of it. So I just think that there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be problems. And one of the things in cinema, that's going to be completely different than when they did this in the comic books is now it's going to be an excuse for casting discrepancies, which casting discrepancies are one of my biggest pet peeves. No, Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle are not the same person, okay? Nobody can ever try to convince me that it was a good decision to not be able to do it. But that's the thing. Now the studio has all the leverage over the actor, which it was the other way around. And if they just want to reintroduce the character and explain it via multiverse, that's what they're going to do. This is a slippery slope that can lead to a lot of of things like that, which is why I don't like it. That's just kind of me keeping it short. Believe me, I could pontificate on this for like an hour and a half. Ultimately, there's just a lot of things that I think could be potential problems.
0: I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that it allows us as an audience to see stuff that we never could have seen before. Had it not been for the multiverse, we never would have got to see Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland all together on the same screen. I love stuff like that. I eat it up. Some of the fan service type stuff that we get in the MCU films is almost like, eh, you know, but some of it, like, I... Even the uh, Illuminati, I just ate that up. I loved it. I'm still rooting that – or hoping that we can see Hugh Jackman's Wolverine just one more time. That's all I want to see. Just come back one more time for like a brief five minutes, and then we can introduce the new X-Men. I don't think they're going to do that, but Mm -hmm. I'm all for stuff like that. So I guess I'm on the team of multiverse.
3: I like it. Like I'm with you on that side that I think that it's exciting. Like when I saw Toby Andrew and Tom all in the same movie, and you see Alfred Molina, you see Willem Dafoe, you see Jamie Foxx, you see I can't think of the Sandman actor's name, but you see all Thomas these guys, Church. Yeah, yeah, you see all these guys come together in movies that you have. Meant a lot to you, and and to see them all come together, it was so enjoyable. So that was one way that it was explained, and that was one way that it was enjoyed. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, again, seeing a different universe. Like I personally, me, I wish they would explore that universe a little bit more that they went to, like with yes, with Reed and and, and more universes. Madness. Yeah, let's 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 develop that a little bit. You know, let's you know maybe that's where Doctor Doom could be from. Maybe and and I think practically. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to have like a backup plan too. And it does help kind of like solve, I know it does make for lazy writing. And also uh, it takes out the whole casting idea where people, then the the studio has leverage over the, over the actor, but it also is to keep it to where it doesn't feel like it's a continuity error, but it's a way to kind of overshadow that too. Like say like you have a Robert Downey Jr. And so then somebody else comes in then to play him. So it's not like, Oh, he comes back from the dead. No, this is a, Iron Man from a different universe and things like that. I think that's good. But I think one of the things I don't like about it is I think it's overdone. Like the whole flash crisis thing that they had on the CW mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was, to yeah. me, the whole idea was cool. You know, you had different flashes. You had different Batmans. You had different Supermans. If I'm not already involved in that, I stayed away from it because it just mm-hmm. like it was a, it was a lot. And it was very, like Tim said, very confusing and frustrating mm-hmm. to kind of like, it's like, okay, where do I even begin to get into this? Whereas, you know, I've already established at Marvel. So it was something on top of it all that I was like, Hey, this is fun. And this is enjoyable. And I think too, it does help explain. Cause I was thinking about this, like with, like with the X-Men, like when the X-Men come in, it's like, have they been here the whole time? I feel like it, it is at least going to help us not have to go to the, like the whole eternal circular thing. It's like, where were you guys when Thanos was here? Yeah. You know, so then you could say, well, I wasn't even here. Who's that? Or in, in my world, we didn't have that. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do, but that at least helps explain so we don't have to have every different, like, new group that comes in. Oh, the inhumans. Uh, it's like, oh, well, where were you guys? It's like, or it's like, well, they were on the moon. But I'm, but you know, so they might not have cared as much. There's just so many different groups. At least it could help explain why they weren't there in the main story when something as cataclysmic as Thanos eliminating half the universe uh, happened. So I think there's good things. I think there's bad things. I think, but I think it's going to be fun. Like just the way that they teased with it, with the multiverse of madness, that was a lot of fun. And uh, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for the storyline that they're bringing it into with the multiverse, with the uh, incursions. Is that what, is that what they are? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for those. Cause I really love those stories in the comic books and I'm excited to see all that play out on the big screen. I don't, I know they're not going to do it exactly like it, But I know it does involve the multiverse and it is something that it's going to be. I think it's going to be fun.
2: I lean way more towards Tim. Like I'm not I'm not a fan of like the the multiverse concept. I think that it's done well sometimes. I think that like alternate Earths are done well sometimes like Flashpoint, for example. I thought that was really interesting. But I just think that it, it takes all of the tension out of the story for me. Let's look at like the Illuminati's death. There's no consequences really. We just had this crazy adventure, and it, all this crazy stuff happened. None of it really matters. Like like nothing. The the only difference that we had from the beginning of Doctor Strange to the end is that Doctor Strange has now moved on from his ex, and America Chavez is training to be a wizard. And Wanda might be dead when it comes to like the actual impact that it has on the universe, the multiverse of madness, I think definitely should have had something more. And I think that like a lot of people give like Marvel Studios too much credit, like Kevin Feige and like a lot of other people have come out and said that they literally just figure things out on the way. I think that they do a great job with that, especially like No Way Home. A lot of that movie was reshot and I think that it came out and it was incredible. There are people who believe that like they're like Kevin Feige's, like a mastermind who like plans like 10 years in advance. And like these are all He's just right steps there. on the way. <laughs> He's, hosting this show. He's hosting this show right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like it's it, they they figure it out on the way. And like, I, I just I didn't like how they dealt with the multiverse and what if like you were you were making reference to like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on Infinite Earths and What If literally have the same exact plot. It's like, oh, I need like A Watcher. The Watcher was literally the um, he's the monitor, the the what? Watcher and oh, the monitor,
0: God, I was thinking,
1: and
2: I was like, like the Watcher and the monitor are like, oh my God, there's this crazy threat that I need to assemble the best of the very best in the multiverse, and then they bring together Party Thor. And the other, like, the gang from What If. And, like, uh, on the CW, it's like, yeah, these are the best of the best in the established multiverse, which counts everything. And so we need, like, Batwoman and, and like, you know, the Flash from the CW. Like, that's the best. I just don't buy it because, like, I read these comic books who have significantly better iterations. And if you're telling me that, this comic book exist in this vast multiverse that this movie exists in i just can't look at it justifiably and say like oh yeah no this is definitely the best the best that they have to offer i like when multiversal stories lead to like destruction and the devastation of the multiverse which is why i liked the secret war storyline and the um i think it was um was it hickman jonathan hickman's um avengers run leading up to it because it was like yeah like hey the multiverse is ending good let's end it like let's let's just end it i feel like the multiverse being introduced Like, let's say uh, Infinite Crisis, I believe, was the one that reintroduced the multiverse into the DC Universe. After that, there were multiverse storylines. Like, they gave credence and justified the existence of the multiverse. And then years later, they condensed the multiverse again. And now it's back. I feel like the MCU introduced the multiverse just to destroy it because like that's what's going to happen. That's what Secret Wars is. They're going to condense all these different earths. I I have no excitement for it because I'm like, okay, it's going to end. I'm not going to like, you know, be super invested in it because the point of its inception is for it to die. Like that's that's really what they're telling us. And every single person who knows anything about Marvel from ha, for 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 years now has been saying, "Oh yeah, they're leading up to Secret Wars." We all know. There's there's no tension. I'm really excited for the possibility of some X Men world, like you know, combining with uh, the the main world that we follow, like the sixteen ten w- did with the six one six in the comics, because like at that point they can say, oh yeah, the X Men have always been here. Like they could just retcon the X Men's existence in the universe, and then they don't have to yeah. really worry about like explaining, like oh yeah, they weren't here for Thanos. Like yeah, they were. You guys just didn't see it because like the movies you watched took place in like the pre retcon era, but they were definitely mm-hmm. here, and like and th- and that's fine. Like I I think that it takes uh a very specific kind of writer to handle multiverse stories well, like Mark Wade, great multiverse writer. More often than not, it just becomes a chaotic mess. Like I'm a huge fan of uh, Scott Snyder's Batman. I'm a huge fan of him at DC. Dark Knight's Metal was, a, it was a mess of a multiverse. It was just a lot thrown in your face and like things that are cool in concept turned all the way up to 15 and like so much of it at the same time. Like it just, it just felt very messy. I think that with the right person behind the wheel, a multiverse story could be great. But it, it, it like, requires like a lot Kevin of attention. Feige. Yeah, I, I have faith in him. Like I, I have him faith in I don't, I, have
0: faith I, don't Esau,
2: I don't care what anybody <laughs> says.
0: I don't care what Tim says, I don't care what Esau. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Kevin Feige has got a five-year plan, not a 10-year plan, a five-year plan. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that they do make some on-the-fly changes when they're writing and shooting the movie and things of this nature. and hey, it would be really cool if we could just add this little joke in here and then occasionally we get some uh, improv from actors like Robert Downey Jr., things like that. Yeah, sure. But ultimately, the roadmap is laid. And I think that's another reason why we haven't gotten the X-Men yet, why we haven't gotten the Fantastic Four yet. Go crazy with it. Go crazy. That's what I say. Go crazy. Go nuts. Give us the X-Men from the Fox universe. Give us, like you said, as long as everything makes sense and and it works out well, you know, which I think... I, I trust Kevin Feige. You know, maybe I'm i a, am I'm not necessarily a Marvel fanboy, but I am a—I'm a Feige fanboy. I'm mm-hmm. a true believer in what he has accomplished. I mean, literally, think about this for a second. All the other studios that have tried to jump on this success wagon uh, that Kevin Feige has almost single-handedly created—they haven't been able to replicate it, not in the least. The best example that I can give you is DC. And look how their universe is doing right now. They never even had origin stories for su- – well, they had one for Superman. They never had one for Batman or or, or uh, Aquaman or The Flash. Well, Aquaman came after the, the Justice League. But you see what I'm saying? Like they basically gave us their Justice League with two mm-hmm. movies before it, one of them being Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Their movies like critically and, and box office wise haven't even come close to the MCU. And you look at franchises like Fast and Furious, which is kind of rare that you have something that, you know, they drop a few movies like in the early 2000s. And then years later, they start making more and more. And as they make more, it gets more and more successful. Look at the dark universe from Universal. You had, you know, Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe and and Johnny Depp. You know, they had all these big name actors. They were going to give us the monster universe. And you saw what happened with that. The very first movie, The Mummy, that came out bombed. And there was no other movies. I think that Kevin Feige is a very wise person. He's, he's, he's made some decisions that aren't the greatest, but overall, I still trust Kevin Feige because at the end of the day, he's still the person that gave me Avengers Infinity War, guys. One of the most epic, amazing superhero films of all time. And it was so meaningful because all those movies... I'm knocking my microphone over. All those movies that came before it you know, and built the building blocks towards that for each and every character. We knew about, you know, Wanda. We knew about Captain America. We knew about Iron Man. All these characters, we knew, you know, what their personalities were. And and whenever we we got to see them play together in the same sandbox for the first time, it was just so exciting. Yes, I I trust Kevin Feige still. You know, I think that a lot of the issues that Marvel's had as of late are not necessarily his fault. And honestly, if he could clone himself, I think he should do that.
1: I think that you're giving Feige a little too much credit for being the guy that's carrying the football. Like, don't get me wrong; you still have to run it over the goal line. I, I get that. The build-up to the first Avengers story is the one that I think everybody thinks of when they think of when they think of the MCU success, right? Having having you know, in, introduced all of well, the the whole Infinity Saga, of course, but the build-up to that first Avengers movie and then the natural the natural branches that came off of it. What really ended up being a success is, is kind of what was a natural progression from a studio that finally decided to take its time and do a, a good investment in these movies. And a lot of other studios decided to do it, but couldn't really carry through, didn't really have the patience, didn't really have the budget, didn't really have the following. And they also just didn't get the support that they ultimately thought they were going to get in order to stick with those projects. So that's the reason that you have a lot of those other universes fall apart. It's not necessarily that Feige was this brilliant mastermind. It's that he just kind of happened to be the guy in charge. That's the way I view it. And the reason I view it that way is because a lot of what we're seeing in phase four is what we really see as important to Kevin Feige. And it's a drastically underwhelming phase. I think we all can agree on that. If Feige really was this brilliant mastermind, he wouldn't be focusing on all this subprime nonsense. Okay. He would be focusing on this A top list, topless, th- th- top shelf stuff, or at least giving us a good buildup to it. Right now, I just don't see it. And I
0: don't, and it's not that, it's what not. What about good. the Guardians, though? You remember Guardians of the Galaxy before
3: oh,
2: that yeah,
0: came it was, out? It was a it was a brilliant introduction. I'll give you that.
1: I'll give yeah, you that. Well, that, but, that's
2: but, James Gunn, though. That's James Gunn. He made, but, yeah, I mean, made yeah, it
1: that's, good. Well, it's, But not, probably only no that, not only that, that, that would work well within the concept of the infinity saga. Okay. That we've very well within the, how else were you going to introduce Thanos into this universe where we pretty much only had, had worlds that had been introduced, not anything in space. It it wove really well with the infinity saga, but just because everything kind of came to a natural end with the compilation movies in, in the Avengers doesn't necessarily mean that, that is some brilliant genius. That's kind of where I disagree with you, Jonathan. And that's why when it comes to the when it comes to this concept of the multiverse and saying that we trust Kevin Feige with it, I mean we're starting to see the direction he wants to go with the multiverse. And it's all of this stuff that kind of gets a scratch on our head saying, what is he doing? kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's not like when it's part
3: it's, of the plan. I <laughs> I don't I don't
1: think Eventually that Kevin Feige you have is like to a get super to genius the plan, right? Eventually yeah. you have to get to the plan. That's the problem.
2: So I don't think he's like a super genius by any means. I just think that like Kevin Feige is the only person who has been put in charge of a franchise that actually cares about the content. Like right. he is passionate yeah. about Marvel and he's good at his job and when you combine those two things he's got to produce some really great content and i think and that don't that's forget his, his
0: vast amount of experience that he had before he even started mm-hmm. the mcu he exactly was like he's he was involved was, in all those crappy fox projects like the fantastic mm-hmm. four and then the spider-man the older spider-man films he was there he was right next to Avi rod becoming the young uh, the grooming the apprentice you know what i'm saying like he he has experienced this just invaluable, especially now. at this, yeah, this
1: point. All these studios getting in the way has always been the problem, okay? Exactly. He's that's, first but that's guy the first the, the biggest line visual. in the sand. He's the first guy that drew the line in the sand, and that's good. That's good. But that doesn't mean just because things came to a natural end that he's some kind of genius. He's a good guy, and he's he's put together – the Infinity Saga is the best comic book series that's been put together so far. I don't necessarily know that he's 100% – the reason for
3: that kind of go along with what Tim said, where uh, just kind of touching on that, where he said, wh- "Why is he not using these A-listers and things like that?" To me, I, I guess the, when I when I remember when the when the Infinity War first or like the Avengers first came out and things like that, people considered before like the Avengers got popular. I don't know about you guys, but they were not considered like Marvel's A-list team. You no, know, it was I don't the X-Men, think they were necessarily somebody that like yeah. everybody because it was who was it? It was the X-Men. I mean, and mm-hmm. then you know they. They kind of rebranded it because of Fox and everything, and because of all the fiascos with that. And they wanted to. You remember the like,
2: kill kill all the X Men storyline? Yeah, they did. Yeah. More
3: <laughs> mutants and they got rid of them all yep. and stuff like that. So then they started building in and things like that. So he made a B list team. I mean, because, I mean, the Avengers were kind of an. I know growing up for me in the 90s, uh, the Avengers were an afterthought. You know, it's like I was mm. all about X Men, X Factor, X Force, Uncanny X Men, and just taking all that, going through that. When there would be a tie in with the Avengers, fine, I'll look at them. But, but it's like, but then even after like getting into the comic books, after the Avengers came out, they took, I mean, where suddenly Iron Man became an interesting character. Captain America became an interesting character. All these, you know, th- th- where before they were decent. And I don't know if, if Kevin had a hand in that. I guess maybe that's what he's trying to do now where he's got some of these less than amazing characters where it's like, you know, you do have these characters that he knows are going to be successful, but he's trying to build a big universe. And he is maybe, he does have a plan where it's a little bit bigger, a little bit longer. I mean, like we saw in the conference uh, department or Hall of H last night, or it's going to go out for a little while, at least a couple of years, where he does at least have some sort of a plan. So hopefully that's what he's doing is like, or even like Guardians of the Galaxy. Before, I mean, I remember when Guardians of the Galaxy first came out, I could have cared less about it. And that was the first Marvel movie that I did not want to see in the theater because I was like, that sounds like stupid to me. And I just, cause I just didn't know yeah. anything about it. And then when I actually got into it and I saw it, I was like, why did I not go see this in the theater? I almost liked this better than the Avengers. And I was just waiting for more. And then volume two came out. I loved it. And he took, he took, so I think one of the things that I do like, and I, if Kevin had a hand in that, which I, I do think he had a hand in it to a certain degree, he made characters that I kind of liked into characters that I absolutely love. And he mm-hmm. made it more enjoyable, and he made the comic book experience more lovable for me as well. Yes. Something where yes. I, I mean, I, I, can, I can give him that. And so hopefully that's what he's doing with some of these characters that he's bringing out now. So that's my hope at least.
0: Nobody loved point. Iron Man until 2000, post-2008.
2: I am much more of a DC guy than Marvel. Like I have like 90% of the comics I own are DC, DC creating a successful justice league. I think that that's what makes it so difficult. We all know who Superman is. We each have our own interpretation in our heads of who Superman is. So actually putting one on the screen that makes everyone happy, that's incredibly difficult. Whereas the MCU Iron Man at the time was not at all comic accurate. Hawkeye is not comic accurate. Black Widow is not comic. None of these characters are comic accurate at all. Maybe they grew to transition more towards comic accuracy, and the the comics themselves changed the characters so that they were more similar to the uh, live-action adaptations. But no one has any expectations for the MCU, or at least they didn't. Whereas in DC, if we see a Batman we don't like, it's like, oh, that's not my Batman. Like There are people who don't like the Christian Bale Batman because he's not like enough of a ninja there are people who don't like the ben affleck batman because he's too angry and it, it like these these little things and i like when it comes he's to too Superman, murderous Superman, yeah true but i mean so is so is all, all, all of them like who who was the first one um 1989 i always forget his Michael name Michael he just threw like two guys off a building like he just he just killed them he casually a
1: bomb down some guy's pants okay
2: yeah and and <laughs> like they're and it's it's so easy to just like just put like hey let's just make a likable character like tony stark is an alcoholic angry like self-obsessed egotistical rich billionaire ass like that is that is who he is in the comics for so long and then tony stark in the movies he was like one percent of that 99 charming and hilarious like you can just have these characters be whatever you want them to be because no one has expectations if they came out with the x-men like a lot of people don't like cyclops in the x-men because he's not like the comics because people know what he's like in the comics he's great in the comics in the movies he's just like this jealous boyfriend and and i am one of the people who hate that i think that if the x-men were to show up in the mcu i would love to see james marsden back he need he, that character needs justice like they 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 did an awful job with him then they just killed him off at the start of the third movie he's a cyclops is not that and and like Cy, like i personally believe cyclops is like Almost, he's like the Batman of the X Men. Like he's their team leader. He's smart. He's he's athletic. He fights. He has hands. He beats. He just beats up Wolverine whenever Wolverine has an attitude. Like these are things that have happened. But like in in the movies, he's just like, "Hey, are you talking to my girl?" That's his entire character. Like that that is his entire character. And people don't like that because we know what he's supposed to be. I think that, firstly, DC needs to be put in the hands of someone who actually cares about the characters, which is why I was really happy with the discovery purchase.
1: Kevin Smith. I don't know
2: about Kevin Smith. He's not doing well with <laughs> He-Man right now. I-, I have faith in Kevin Smith. I-, I have more faith in Kevin Smith than I have. In
0: I think the new guy that got uh Yamagoto, I forget his name. What's the guy? The the new dude that's in kind of like the Kevin Feige role at DC right now. Mario he, something.
2: W- w- just from what he first said, I think that he said, Hey, what why are we not? doing superman like where superman i've like that was that was one of the first like public oh you're talking about david
0: Zaz Zazlav. he's the yeah, one that recently yeah, the
2: ceo mm-hmm. he was the ceo of discovery which is crazy yep.
0: that they bought mm-hmm. warner brothers but yeah i like that dude but also the guy that they already had in place i forget his name his name always escapes me anyway he seemed like he was starting to do get him on the right track with aquaman and, and shazam even though i didn't love shazam shazam was a good movie and uh you know mm-hmm seemed like they were starting to, to go on to a better path. But the biggest problem with Warner Brothers is they, they try to meddle with the, the end project way too much. It's too much studio meddling. Yep. And when yes. you get to the point of a Batman versus Superman, which could have been a good story, well, it's not a good story anymore because why we had to force in this crap version of Lex Luthor, and I've oh. talked about this thousands of times yep. on the show, but they, they tried Me to too. cram in too many storylines. The death of Superman let's also put in doomsday you know like they tried to put in too much crap in that film and what do you get a jumbled up mess you should have and i kind of feel like that's not bbs
2: yeah like i i kind of feel like that's where marvel's heading and i think that this is something that happens in the comics a lot like That's right. You start off any reboot and it's just like a straightforward, you know, you read each comic, whichever one you like, and that's fine. And then the first crossover happens and every comic book has a tie in. Then the second crossover happens and things happen in that comic book that affect everything else. Like It just gets so messy and muddled. Three years in, it's impossible for you to actually pick up a comic book because you have to know what happened in this event and that event and that event to actually understand why the characters are where they are now even looking at the timeline it's like in the first what 10 years of the mcu there were like two and a half phases three phases yeah, sure. with like what 26 films from what the uh, 2019 to 2025 we're going to have three phases so that's 6 years with three phases so 2 years for each phase with i don't know like what is it like 40 projects including like the tv shows and the movies we have avengers what what is it the kang dynasty, kang which dynasty. i think they're going to i think change that name just because like the Kang dynasty, I don't know like that. It's very infinity war part two. We have the Kang dynasty coming out in May, 2025 and then secret wars coming out six months later. Like it's, they're stuffing so much. I think that there's it's, it's diminishing returns because we all believe that like one of these shows, like each of these shows, it's going to have like a little piece of the puzzle. So like we have to consume everything that they put out because we don't want to miss out on some potential important fact and they're basically saying, yeah, exactly. Like they – it's just so much and to the point where I'm just like sitting here and I'm like, do I even want to watch this or do I feel like I have to so that I, so that I get what's going on in the movie, so that I get that little tiny Easter egg. After Secret Wars, if they decide to just have like a – I don't know, like a, a full reboot, I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I wouldn't I think that or at least if they just decided to and the reason that I like the um secret war storyline so much is that it streamlined the Mar- Marvel comics something that they hadn't done in a very long time like 60 years they actually streamlined it and I'm hoping that they do that with secret wars I'm hoping that we get some sort of like slowdown because there's just so much content being thrown in our face like let's just let's relax like let's let's relax a little bit I also I hope that and I know this is a little bit off topic but I hope that one of the unannounced phase six movies is some sort of midnight sun show because i don't Ooh. see where i fit in like what one of it? like i don't see them bringing back moon knight there's rumors of a ghost rider and I, I want them to like blade. establish like a mythical world like with blade as well like it, it i think that that's something that they're missing out on also when it comes to how the multiverse has been dealt with so far the reason i'm a little on edge about it is because i haven't been a fan of it like the introduction of it I think that it was just messy. We had What If, and you watch What If, and you're like, okay, this is how the multiverse is introduced. Then you watch WandaVision, and you're like, okay, this is how the multiverse is introduced. Then you watch Loki, and you're like, okay, this is – like, every single one of them felt like each show was leading up to, like, whoa, multiverse origin story. And the only one that really did that was Loki. So it it just feels like – and I, I don't know if you guys have – like, there's there's this woman. She posted this video talking about the – um. The time that these shows were filmed and why it feels like nothing is moving forward. It's because like all of these shows were filmed within like a year and a half, like all like every single one of these projects that are going to be released in the next two years were all filmed at around the same exact time. There were overlapping film schedules like um, I, I think Miss Marvel, she, uh, that show was being filmed like the last two episodes at the end of like WandaVision's premiere. They don't actually have the years of space in between to actually move forward in the timeline because like they're technically not like they're all existing within the ra- the, the same space, which is why I feel like the next season of all of these shows are going to be incredible. I, I, and I really have faith in that that season two of all of these shows are going to be a huge step up from season one because they're actually going to be able to tell a story without having to worry about world building. And they're going to take some criticism from the fans because that's something that I can respect Kevin Feige for. He has responded to fan criticism and backlash in a very reasonable way. So I, I have faith. We'll see how things go.
0: Talk to me again. This is what I always tell a lot of people talk to me again in three years. Because right now, hey, Kevin Feige, I, I'm on wheel. your side, buddy. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Yeah, that he, exactly he like straight and he's oh, also zero, be John. Casting. Danny. Danny as the new molecule man in, in the MCU. You know that, right, Tim Palmer? <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's, it's possible. No, I doubt it's, it. I, hey. It's a joke. It's a, just a
2: joke. <laughs> hey, anything's possible. Confirmed
0: Anything. here. Comic Book Cinema reports it first. Danny O'Mani is going to be the new Molecule Man in the MCU. <laughs> so, I,
3: guys, be cool, but doubtful, but that'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> that's like an ongoing joke on his TikTok. He always makes videos about uh talking about Yeah, so I had a conversation with Kevin the other night <laughs> over dinner.
3: Of it's, course. Yeah, it's pretty it's, it's awesome. a little overdone but it's a lot of fun so. <laughs> fun. Guys, thank you so much
0: for joining me. We'll see how things go. You know, I think that right now Marvel's on the right path, but you never know things could get even worse. I mean, we have had a few little little rough patches here and there, so we'll see if it's sustainable. You guys want to plug your uh, socials?
2: Yeah, without question. I'm at Esoc on Instagram, on TikTok and on YouTube provide social commentary a little bit of social commentary geek culture stuff and also if i'm, I'm creating a new collaborative tiktok page it's at geek talk where i'm going to have a couple different content creators across the space and we're all going to come together and contribute to this i i, I want to call it a news uh a geek talk news format I'm, I'm i'm working on it, and i think that it's going to be great it's going to be launching august 9th uh, i've got three creators on already and uh, I really think you guys should check that out. Um, other than that, I'm happy to be on here. I really appreciate coming on. And it was great to meet you guys. Mr. Danny.
3: Yeah, I'm Danny O'Maney, 1978 on TikTok. On Instagram, I'm Danny underscore O'Manny. On uh, YouTube, it's Two Money, 40 Film Society. Uh, it's just, it's not a very big channel and it's, um, it's just, like I said, it's got some short films on it and things like that. Some little, some larger projects that I've worked on, but, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys can check out my content. I just like that. Like I do on, uh, on my TikTok mess. It's mainly where I hang out. I just like to have a good time with cosplay, comedy, Marvel, just action figure, pretty light. So just, uh, if you want to come check it out sometime for a good time, that'd be awesome.
0: Heck yeah, guys. And as always, you can check us out on YouTube. You're already here. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Real Comic Book Cinema. You can also find us on Facebook. Guys, until next time, have a good one.